selling with authenticity. It's building that relationship. Building about the value. Because you want to make that impact. It can make you happy. Elevate others around Welcome us. to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners, as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host Daryl Amy here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Uh, you know, I, I'm so super excited for this podcast, Daryl. I mean, I've been looking forward to this for quite some time. I laid off the caffeine just for this one. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. Today's guest is going to get you fired up, and, and we're so looking forward to talking to our friend Bill McCormick today of Social Sales Link. We've got a great conversation teed up. And as we get started, if you're new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, welcome. You've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We call it Selling from the Heart. And Larry, this group of authentic sales professionals, um, dare I say, it's, it's a movement of authenticity in the sales profession right now that continues to build as we round out 2021 and, and head into this new year. I don't think anything has been, um, been first of all, more fun, but also more encouraging seeing this rising uh, movement and tide of authentic sales professionals saying, yes, I want to sell from the heart. You know, it's been, what a blessing it's been. I tell you what, I, I mean, going back, what is this now? Four and a half years ago, something like that, Daryl, when mm -hmm. we decided, right, hey, let's just do this podcast and to see this unfold and the book unfold. And um, I remember a near and dear friend of mine, Davin Salvano, and Davin's been on the podcast. And I remember him a couple years ago saying this, he goes, you guys are doing one of the most difficult things out there. And that's building a movement. But I tell you what, Daryl, we're having a blast doing this. Every single day, we're getting messages on the difference that selling from the hearts made to the sales world. Absolutely, and this is a community. This is a, a this is an incredible group of people, and the community gathers every Friday at lunchtime at the Selling from the Heart Insiders Group. And if you're interested in finding community of other like-hearted sales professionals, plus rubbing shoulders with some of the coolest thought leaders in the sales profession. We'd love for you to join us, sellingfromtheheart.net slash insiders. You can try it free for 30 days and meet other people that are running the same direction and with the same heart as you. It is so much fun. And one of the people that is in the Selling from the Heart Insiders group that's running in the same direction and has uh, the heart of authenticity is the authentic social seller himself, our guest today, let's welcome to the podcast, Mr. Bill McCormick. Bill, what's Bill. going on? Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. This is like a dream come true <laughs> for me to, to, to be here with you guys, really. Oh. It, it's an honor, and I am honored not only to be a part of this, but also to be a part of the Insiders. It's really changed uh, my life personally and professionally. So thank you for what you're doing. No, it, it, this is so good. I've absolutely enjoyed Daryl Get to Know Bill. Mm, I love too. this guy so much. Just real quick before we get started, and Bill, you know the question that Daryl's going to ask you here in a second, but I'd be remiss if I didn't give a special shout out to a near and dear friend of ours, Bryn Tillman. 
I meet Bill McCormick because of Bryn Tillman. So Bryn, I love you. You're doing a great job. You and Bill are leading the charge when it comes to social. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Well, Bill, as we get ready to dive into this conversation, which is going to be very interesting and provocative, you know the question <laughs> that every guest on the Selling from the Heart podcast answers, and that is, Bill, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? Uh, I, I've given this a, a lot of thought, and, and really for me, you know, for centuries, we as humans have had really two meanings for the word heart. You know, there's a, there's the physical organ that beats inside of our chest, but but what goes deeper, the deeper meaning is really the soul and the spirit of a of a person, you know, and it's there and it's it's in that heart that we hold our virtues and our values, our integrity, our authenticity, our genuineness. That's really who we truly are. And to me, to sell from the heart means to connect with other humans really heart to heart, not to win a client, not to convert a prospect, but to simply serve humanity. And that to me is what it means to sell from the heart. Oh, that is so good. I want, I want, I want to key in on one word that you said, Bill, and it's connect because connect is near and dear to me. I believe that we connect and we relate to people through the heart. So now I'm going to, as we get, as we kick the podcast off, I just want to flip this around for just a moment. And this is just, you know, your opinions, your thoughts on this. I'm just curious, where do you think salespeople today are missing the mark when they start connecting at the heart? Where do you think where do you think it goes awry a little bit, according to Bill McCormick? Well, according to Bill McCormick, I think what happens is, is we stop looking at people as people. We start we stop looking them as human, stop looking at them as someone who also has a heart. And we look at them as a number. We look at them as an entry in our CRM. We look at them. And I think this is the big one, especially for many salespeople. We look at them as a as a dollar value. We put a value on them that they don't even know we placed on them. And, and that dollar then creates expectations on our part. And when they don't live up to that expectation, when they don't live up to that dollar amount, we then discount them. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think, and that keeps us from connecting to people because now suddenly there's a barrier, Daryl. I, I put, you know, I put a dollar amount on you and you're, and you're a prospect and now you haven't met that. And now I'm I'm angry at you. I don't even know you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know you and you made me upset. You, you know, right. Exactly. And, and that's really, I think, wow. and that keeps real connection from really happening for sure. I think that's so profound because obviously in sales, we talk about that first, what is typically the first phase of the sales process is prospecting, right? And, and just the very definition of that word um, and don't get me wrong. We've got to fill a funnel. No question about that. Right. But we're prospecting for a deal instead of networking for a relationship. And the same people that say people buy from people. That's why we need salespeople. We can't have robots and e-commerce. People buy from people. Um, We're the same people that go, all right, it's time to prospect. All right, Bill, boom. He's worth a lot. Bill, nope, scrap next. You know, (laughs) we just, we, we like roll through the, the, proverbial Rolodex um, and tag people based on their value. And uh, I love, you know, just once again, understanding, yes, of course we have to fill the sales funnel. And of course we need to, to uh, get orders and, and all of that and add value in the process. But like you say, Larry, let's get a relationship funnel going before we get a sales funnel going. And if you have a good relational funnel, 
and I'm quoting Larry Levine here shamelessly, <laughs> you're going to have a good sales funnel. Um, you know, and, and that's the, that's the difference. I think this word prospect is actually, um, you know, from that angle of discounting relationships, that's, or assigning a, a dollar value at a high level before we even think about the person is a big miss. Yeah. And, and, and our expectations really set us up to fail. And, and, and we have to walk that fine line because as a salesman, I, a salesperson, I want to have high expectations, right? I, I want to, I want to create some activity that's going to move a deal along or create an opportunity for me to share some insights and hopefully make a proposal. But when I go in with that high expectation and it doesn't happen, then I'm like deflated. And then it's like, oh, now, and, and now it makes it harder for me to pick up the phone to, to do it again. Yeah. And, and so th this idea of connecting, if I just can connect with Daryl on a personal level and we can begin to build a relationship and now the expectation is different because now I'm coming into a conversation with you and yeah, I want to share insights and yes, I want to, I want to propose business to you. However, the relationship isn't in the connection isn't made strictly on that, on that. And it's won or lost on that. And I, I think of someone that we all know who I just proposed some some work to, but we had a relationship first. And so right. if, it if, if, if it's not time, it's not time. And and that and that I think is huge. We'll keep our connection. Yes. And, and so I, I think that's important that salespeople begin to make connections. And as Scott Schilling says, come in with high intention. Mm -hmm. low attachment. I probably have to start paying him some royalties. <laughs> I, hey, you know, hey, no, we're I all was friends just, with Scott. That's such a great I, line. I was just waiting. I knew McCormick was going to drop <laughs> it sooner or later on this podcast. I was just waiting for it. So there's more. It, there's, more there, there's, there's, I know there's more to come, but this is a great segue, Daryl, into why we're here today. So if we take the words connection, if we take the word prospecting and we take the word sales professional, and we blend those together. There's many different ways that sales professionals are prospecting these days, developing business, making connections, and so forth. Let's walk through what's near and dear to Bill's heart is how do that how does a salesperson today build connection in a genuine way, in a digitally driven, socially connected, and mobily empowered world? How does that happen in a way that lends for? true connection, better conversations, and fuller sales funnels? Well, I think we have to start with the fact that we, you know, we all say we want to help people. If you mm -hmm. talk to anybody, they say that. Well, we have to stop saying it. And we actually have to, we actually have to do it. And, and part of the thing is, is we have to put our, our preconceived notions aside, um, our cognitive bias aside. So quick story, before I got back into sales, I was a 911 dispatcher and I did that for 13 years. I loved the job. Well, in it was Valentine's Day of 2005, sunny Sunday day, a Sunday, very quiet. It was a nice day. We were watching TV. I was working and uh, suddenly the phones lit up and, and I took one of the calls and it was there was a shooting in our local mall. Guy came with an AK-47. I had taken shots, fired calls before, but I came in with this cognitive bias because they never turned out to be anything. They were fireworks or, or whatever. 
And this guy called, I think somebody's shooting a gun in the store. And you can hear it. They've used it in trainings of what not to do and what not to say. Because I say, and you can hear me dripping with sarcasm, my cognitive bias. What makes you think they're shooting a gun? And then I heard it in the background. Pop, 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 pop. And I puckered up and I went, they're on their way. And I <laughs> the phone really quick. And then the, the, the lines lit up. And what the, the thing is, is I had this preconceived notion. Mm-hmm. And, and even in social, we come with this preconceived notion that it's going to be easy hmm. or that they're going to buy from me or, you know, and, and we have to lay that aside and we have to come with how can I better serve my prospects, my clients on social? How can I put stuff out there that they find value in that helps them without expecting anything back? And so we have to put aside those preconceived notions. I think that's really where it has to start. That's really good. You know, it's interesting as we were thinking about this conversation, Bill, you know, in some ways, um, you know, everyone's like, what do we do with LinkedIn? What do we do with LinkedIn? And, uh, you know, just had this epiphany that we, and in fact, we Googled <laughs> it before this show. So LinkedIn was conceived in Reed Hoffman's living room in 2002. It was launched in the spring of 2003. We're about to be in 2022. So the idea of LinkedIn is about to be two decades old. And the launch, 19 years, you know, there'll be fireworks and party and, and all of that. <laughs> um, but it's also this wake up call to go, Okay, people, this isn't new. This isn't remotely new. This has been around a long time. It's part of the fabric of what we do. And I'm just kind of curious if, as you look, and the three of us, as we look forward um, from where we're sitting right now and the, uh, you know, on the cusp of 2022 and look at, you know, the next few years and where, where this is all heading, I'm curious, Bill, what you see as, as, What's going on out there with social in selling, particularly LinkedIn, because that's such a, a, a critical platform for us in the B2B space? Yeah, I, I think where it, where it's going right now in, in the short term, and, and mm-hmm. I don't think we can say long term because LinkedIn mm-hmm. does everything in, in, in short blocks. Right now, they're really cracking down on, on automation and because it's ruining the platform. Many people are fleeing the platform. Because of the fact that that they're and you know raise your hand if you've got a connecting pitch email today you know in mm-hmm. in your inbox on LinkedIn Be, and people are complaining about that so they're they're beginning to watch that I I think for sales leaders what we have to do is we all have to look and say where does it fit into the structure of my business development where does it fit into my networking and my sales funnel for my for my team. It's not the be all and end all. I probably just got thrown out of a few LinkedIn groups for saying that. But, you know, I'm first a salesperson and then I'm a social sales trainer and a LinkedIn trainer. But I recognize the fact that that it's not the be all and end all. It's very much like, you know, sales is like playing golf and you've got a bag and you've got if you're using a regulation bag, you've got 14 clubs in that bag and you need to use all of them in certain situations. And it's the same with sales strategies like LinkedIn and we talk Facebook and cold calling and knocking on doors and going and visiting your clients. Those are all different clubs in the bag. You have to know when to use whichever club. You're never going to use the driver off of the tee box unless you're playing putt putt golf. And that's a whole nother conversation, right? You're never going to use the driver on the on the putting green. 
but there are situations where you do use those, those clubs. We have to be able to adapt. Just two years ago, I heard some very famous sales trainers go on a rant about how bad LinkedIn was, how social didn't work, how you had to pick up the phone. And guess what? Two of those people now have sales trainings that include, guess what? LinkedIn and social. Is that wrong of them? No, they just adapted. And so mm -hmm. we have to be able to adapt and we have to stop looking at LinkedIn as an easy place for us to find our mark, because I think that's what many salespeople and many sales leaders are encouraging to happen. Oh, Daryl, you know, as I was listening to what Bill was saying, I'm just reminded as, you know, here we are, we're coming off the 2021 trust challenge. Mm -hmm. And if we look at where trust lies within the sales world, we know that it's bleak, right? I mean, we know where trust sits. I mean, salespeople rank almost at the bottom when it comes to trust. So let's just think together for a moment when it comes to authenticity and connecting. Coach, coach us through, you know, some high level, what can a sales professional or for that matter, a sales leader who's leading a sales team, how can they think about building trust and credibility out there by leveraging a platform like LinkedIn to authentically position their salespeople to connect and build those relationships? Just coach us through some high level things, if you don't mind. So, so this is LinkedIn is the, the, the B2B networking room that's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. It's always there for you. So you're going to be able to find your prospects and clients on there. And as Larry said, connecting authentically is at the key. You want to start out in a position of, of trust. And the way you do that is by connecting authentically. First of all, always send a personal note saying why you want to connect with them. You'll hear some trainers say, oh, never send a personal note. And they've got charts and graphs. And listen, you're starting to build a relationship with them. You wouldn't just go up to someone in a networking room, hand them their card and turn around and walk away. And that's what you do when you just connect without a note. Send a note, tell them why you want to connect and find a context for connecting. Selling to them is not a context, right? So you have to find another reason, another way. Find something that they're interested in. And if you can't do that, engage on their content. They'll become interested in you if you engage on their content, because that's why people create content. When you connect with them, don't dare some things not to do. Don't give them false flattery. Mm -hmm. Just the other day, I got a connection request from someone who was impressed by the work I was doing with Team Creative Connections, which is my wife's company, which is <laughs> on my LinkedIn profile, but I don't work there anymore. She fired me. <laughs> she fire me. Um, hey, do I need to talk to Sue, by the way? I love you, Sue. Um, <laughs> so, but, but she said, and when she said that, I was like, I, I chuckled and I just came back. Can I ask you what, what impressed you about that? And then she came back with something. She said something totally different, right? So there's no trust there. She's not right. being honest. People give you false senses of, I love what you're doing at selling from the heart. I, you know, I always come back and say, can I ask what exactly they're giving platitudes? You know, you want to do this stuff. You want to do it authentically. You know, if you're impressed about something, go find something that's impressive and, you know, comment on some of their content and also put the ball back in their court say, take a look at my profile. And if you think it makes sense, let's connect. Salespeople have a real hard time with that because we're control freaks and mm -hmm. we letting go control. And they're like, Oh, the, the, what if they don't connect with me? Then they don't connect with you, you know, but, but be honest above everything. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you, again, don't look at that person like a prospect or a dollar amount or an opportunity. Look at them as a person, a real human being, and you're going to start a conversation with them that can lead to to something further on down the line. But you can't get too far ahead of yourselves. So, you know, that's what's really important. And listen, if you can't find a, a way to connect with them, follow them. You can just click the follow button and then you'll have an opportunity to see some of their of their content to engage with. You know, it's interesting if you I'm going back, I'm stuck on this prospect thing um, like LinkedIn. What is LinkedIn to you? This is a question for all of our listeners to ask. Is LinkedIn a database of prospects or a network of people? Hmm. And, uh, you know, if we see everyone with a dollar sign over their head, we're going to interact in a certain way. But if we see LinkedIn as a network of people, once again, shamelessly quoting Larry Levine, your network is your is your net worth. So there is a connection between. But if, if rather than trying to, you know, find the perfect prospect and all of that, we realize that people buy from people. Your network is your net worth. We look at LinkedIn as a social network people network. It's not a prospecting database. Yes, your prospects are in LinkedIn, all of that. I get that. But there's like this mentality that we have of uh, just like dialing for, it's the old dialing for dollars mentality, right? You want to buy something now? No, you're dead to me. Boom. You know, and right. next uh, and in here and what's beautiful about LinkedIn is we have the ability, I think, to bring back the heart of selling, which is people buying from people and, and the people part of this is so critical. And you're right. The, the automation, not just the automation though, it's, it's, we've automated something that I think is like uh, cancer inside sales, which is complete self-interest. And, you know, we're just, we're broadcasting self-centeredness and self-interest at scale. And so automation, yeah, it's one thing, but even then what's the heart behind the automation? You know, a few episodes ago, Todd Capone talked about the fact that, that you know, all this great technology that's come around, salespeople have, all, have always ruined it and they've had to be led. Right. To yeah. it, right. And so now we're seeing it with LinkedIn because it's being ruined. And so what's happening? So LinkedIn is dialing back the amount of invitations you can send and they're creating they're creating their own automation and their own AI to detect when you're using automation and bots. So, you know, it shouldn't surprise us that that, mm. that that kind of thing is happening. And here's the difference. You know, when you just cold call me, I just hang up the phone. When you just send me a spam email, I just delete it. But when you do that on LinkedIn, I see your picture. I see your name. I see your company name. Mm. It, it's, it's really much more personal. And so we, we have to get away from taking the scorched earth theory and, and, and strategy that says, you know, if you don't buy me from me, you're dead from me. And when you connect and pitch, which is happening a lot, no matter how big your deal is, I don't care if you sell million dollar software systems, what you do is you relegate your offering to a commodity mm-hmm. because you're saying, Larry, I'm going to connect with you. And if you buy from me, great. And if you don't, I'm going on to the next one. That's commodity selling and commodity buying. We have to get away from that. And you said it, we have to treat it as a relationship. Bob Berg, the famous quote, you know, all things being equal, people do business with and refer business to people they want, know, like, and trust. On LinkedIn, it's a great opportunity for us. What we say is when you attract, teach, and engage, 
people on LinkedIn, they can then get to know, like, and trust you. And then your trust level goes up. Oh, the, the, I, I, I want to key in on the first word that you said, because it's, it's, it's another word that's near and dear to me, Bill, and that's attract. And I know that's the big foundation of what you and Bryn do. And I want to play on this for a moment. And Bill and I, you know, for those you don't know, Bill and I always engage in weekly in-depth conversations. Bill's just a, a, a super great friend of mine is you never know who's watching. You never know who's checking you out. So think about this, you know, salespeople and sales leaders out there. It's a social platform. If you just engage and you act like a professional, you walk like a professional, you're congruent in your actions. Tip of the cap, by the way, Daryl, to, to Dave Sanderson on this congruency. But if you're congruent, to me, the fastest way to attract like-minded people on this platform is to act like a professional. It's that simple, but yet it gets so convoluted when it comes to just the simple law of attraction. Yeah. You know, even from the from the point of view of your profile picture, you know, having a good professional profile picture. But then when you're engaging, you know, you have to look at it and tip of the cap to this for, for Bryn Tillman. She talks about content. Content's like a keynote. And, and the person who created that content is, is the speaker there. And the people who are commenting are the people in the audience. And, and those comments are happening, you know, out in the lobby, you know, in between sessions. And if you just go there and you're just a jerk and you're and you're ripping people apart or you're going from one from one conversation to the next, just saying, hey, great. That was good. Yep. That was OK. Yeah. You need to have conversations. And, and that's really where, where you begin to attract people, because then you get to, to share your expertise and your knowledge, not in a puffed up way of, oh, look at everything I know, but just, hey, you know, I'm sharing with you so I can I can help you. And, and that's really, really important because as people get to know that and then you're going to get messages from people. There are a lot of lurkers out there. You know, you you put a post out. Oh, it only it got five thousand views, but only ten comments. Well, no, because every one of those is just lurkers. They're not comfortable yet sharing stuff. If you don't think your clients and your prospects are looking at your stuff, you're sadly mistaken because they are. Especially when you're trying to contact them about whatever it is, whether it's a meeting, or you're trying to get a meeting with them, or you're sending them stuff. They're looking at you. What is it that they're seeing? Corporate Visions a few years ago put a study out. 74% of B2B buyers went with the sales rep that was the first to offer insight and value. Not the one that was the lowest price. Not the one that said they had the best customer service in the industry. And so for all of you sales professionals out there, how are you showing up with that kind of that value? How are you sharing that value and being resourceful? Because that's when people are going to choose you. Beautiful. So spot on. And, you know, this is uh, this topic is such a core topic in terms of all that we we are believe in and do and are at Selling from the Heart. And, and Bill, you're a true Selling from the Heart champion to your core. It's really, really just such an honor to hang out with you and, and so inspiring. As we wrap up today, um, what what words of inspiration would you leave with with our friends out there in this community when it comes to bringing authenticity to everything that you do, because you do that so well. 
Well, I, I would say that that in whatever interactions you're having, whether it's on the phone or whether it's on a Zoom call or in person, if you're able able to do that, always treat the other person how you how you know that they want to be treated. You know, the golden rule is treat others the way that you want to be treated, but the mm -hmm. platinum rule is treating them the way that they want to be treated. When we can build relationships with people, we get to find out how they want to be treated. You notice I didn't make any comments today about Larry's age because I know he doesn't like to talk about that. He's really so sensitive reading, about it, though. He is. So we, we stay uh, with that. But, but really to, to treat Hey, by the way, McCormick, is Daryl passing you notes secretly during this podcast? <laughs> well, just, You'll just, never know. It, so in full transparency, I'm the oldest one of all three of us. So, uh, you know, but... but, but you know, I took that serious moment and just went straight down. <laughs> that was great. All right. Let's go back to the serious moment. It was really, really fun. Just tr treating other people the way mm -hmm. that they want to be treated. And, you know, that starts with respect. And, and in this digital world, treating the people on the other side of the camera and the other side of the message the way that you would treat them if you were on if they were on the other side of the table, sitting in mm -hmm. the same room, looking eye to eye. Beautiful. And this is so good because this same thing applies to social. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. We, we think that there's this divide between us because of, of digital, but actually it's not. We're actually closer. And, you know, I know you two guys really well and we've never met in person. Never. What? And, seriously? And seriously. So, it, you're right. Yeah. That, it's that wild. Yeah. So, and, so okay. So, the, uh, Real quick, I know we're wrapping Surely up. Surely we met somewhere, no, Bill. No, but but the, no, this is this is a this might have to be a part two of this podcast because this is this can get deep really quick. But Bill and I haven't met. Brent Tillman and I haven't met. There's a lot of people that that I've built rock solid relationships mm -hmm. as well as Daryl on this platform that we've never met. I remember just recently, and this was just a couple of days ago, Bill, you've never heard this because I'm going to drop this on you right now. My wife and I were having a conversation. Uh, this was just this past weekend as we're recording this. And she brought up Bill McCormick and Sue McCormick's name. Same conversation. She goes, because yeah, my wife follows Bill and Sue on Facebook. And she goes, hey, Larry, have you ever met Bill? And I said, no, I've never met Bill. And she goes, I could just tell they're really nice people. One of these days, we're going to have to go to, right, insert where Bill is. you mind if I share people? With no, 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 go ahead. So, so, Bill, so Bill and Sue live in upstate New York. And I go, one of these days, we're going to have to go there and we'll have a blast. And we've never met. And, and salespeople out there, just take this to heart, right? Yeah. Some of your best opportunities may start on this platform and you might build that relationship through what you find out about these people and how you engage in heartfelt conversations that mm -hmm. will lead to some genuine sales that probably may be some of your best sales. It all starts in your mind. So just a tip of the cap to all of this. I mean, it's just when Daryl said that, I go, you're right. None of us have met each other before. It right? doesn't feel like that. And that's what's so powerful about all this is I really... I, yeah, I, I really thought that we had met in person <laughs> like, because it feels, yeah. it feels like that. And that's, what's so beautiful about uh, this environment we have um, in all of this, Bill, thank you so much. You're, you're a, as I said earlier, you're a true selling from the heart champion. You're exemplify authenticity wherever you go. And it's just such an honor to be able to hang out with you today. 
Well, no, guys, the honor is all mine. What you are doing for, for the vocation of sales and the calling of sales is, is unprecedented. And it truly is a movement. And I'm blessed to be just a small part of it. So thanks so much. No, awesome. We appreciate you, Bill. Yeah, we thanks. appreciate you, man. Always oh. fun hanging out with Bill, even though we've never hung out with him. That's so <laughs> wild. It's just a, it, it was just a moment for me to realize truly the power of of we say we've never met we actually we've met we meet all the time we've never sh you know shaken yeah. hands or or been i say we've been face to we we're face to face all the time with people i think you know this uh one of the aha moments out of this is just realizing that these digital uh communications even though you know through the pandemic and all of that we kind of joke about zoom fatigue is and all of that but the reality is Digital is real. <laughs> you know, these, you know, are, these are real. And these these people, not prospects on LinkedIn, are real people with real uh, lives and real challenges and real hopes and dreams and uh, all of that. And I think the mentality of looking at that platform as not so much a database of prospects, but more as a network of human beings you know yeah. tip of the hat to our friends uh you know steve and ethan at at bomb bomb right this is humanizing rehumanizing our mentality towards people and yeah. um you know and tip of the hat to our friend while we're tipping hats let's tip a hat to scott mcgregor right people over everything yeah, it's it's so it, it's so true. And as I was just listening to what you're saying, and as we round this podcast out, um, I just want to let I just want to share with everyone uh, a Jim Rohn quote. So this uh, I found this through Tony Robbins, and one of Tony Robbins' very first mentors was Jim Rohn. And for those of you guys who don't know Jim Rohn, just you can go on to Google. It's Jim R O H N. He's long passed away, but the guy was just one of the true great ones. He said something uh, that went along the lines of this success leaves clues. And I think, Daryl, a lot of us that listen to Selling from the Heart, you've heard it before success does leave clues. In the context of what we were talking about today with Bill McCormick, I'm going to ask everyone to replace the word success with social. Social is leaving you clues as a sales professional in how to better connect with your clients and your future clients. It's up to us to listen. So as we like to challenge everyone, you know, on the podcast this week is I would ask everyone out there, what are you learning through social about your current clients and your future clients that you can engage in better conversations and build deeper relationships with? Bingo. So, spot on, Larry. And uh, definitely a practical challenge we all can take until next week. And we've got a great lineup of guests <laughs> coming at you this fall. You're going to be so excited about what's ahead. Thank you so much for everybody for leaving reviews, for sharing this podcast. The movement continues to grow. And once again, as we invited you in the beginning, if you want to come hang out with other like-hearted sales professionals like Bill McCormick, uh, join us in the insiders group at sellingfromtheheart.net slash insiders. And until next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, develop authentic connections, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 
We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.